Hey guys, Connor from the Ticket Stub, and you are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. everybody hey it's mornings with lone star for the final time in 2017 that's right this is a skippy here alongside dick or the aforementioned mornings with lone star with dick and skippy yeah you see you thought that was another song but no this is our bumper music today this is the last dance of 2017 as we look forward to 2018 uh got a good a fun-filled day today yes, good morning yes, yes. for you good morning everybody good mornings morning. Lone star. <laughs> We're in a disco dancing frame of mood. So uh, hey, I thought that was every day for you. It is. It is. I'm just suckering. I mean, every day you life. tell me you're dying. Oh, only because disco's dead, but I haven't died. Yeah, yet. it's not dead every for day me you yet. tell me that. Though, every so day, it's a little depressing. It is. See, you you will you will drink the disco Kool Aid. No, no. no. I, I will have you. I will have you singing Casey and the Sunshine Band before uh, this year is out. And the clock is ticking. But yeah, so Mornings Lone Star sponsored by Conroe Coffee. Yeah. Who's got a new person, new barista. We got to go. Angeline. Angeline. We got to go introduce ourselves to Angeline later and make sure she gives us all the coffee well, we I think want. if you're listening right now, if you have a time to come down today, do it. And then freak her out. And be like, hello, Angeline. And it's kind of <laughs> like, huh? Oh, you're Angeline, aren't you? I heard about you. I heard you pour coffee really well. <laughs> do you do make little patterns in my foam on my latte? And also, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. That's yeah. our other sponsor of the morning. And Take back your time and let us make your office shine. CleanSweepOfficeClean.com. I'm still waiting for you to do a rhyming version for Conroe Coffee. I think they're getting gypped. Well, it's hard because Conroe and then coffee, is that, I mean, there's no way to make that rhyme. You got toffee, coffee. Well, I don't think they even sell co- toffee, though. Or ploppy. Uh uh, they, they could, you know, they could have like toffee flavoring for their. You know, this reminds me of I was uh, over Christmas break. There was a Houston, Houston viral, not worldwide viral video. Mm-hmm. People were sharing this dude went to a place called Black Hole Coffee and he had his camera like his phone out as if he was not filming the guy, mm-hmm. but he was mm-hmm. holding it out to see. You know what I'm talking about? I, I saw that. And what I love is the more you learn about these people who he was complaining to the manager about them not serving well, a barista, him. He said he called the manager beforehand. Okay. He, he comes in at 10.40 p.m. Sorry, 10.50 p.m. 
on Christmas Eve because he said that the manager said they were open till 11. And so the barista is telling him, has told him, no, actually, you know, we're not taking any new orders. That's when the guy whipped out his phone and starts recording. So you don't get the whole thing. Yeah. But as you're saying, the more we hear about this guy, the, what are people's thoughts about him now? Yeah, well, it's more of like... He's a jerk. <laughs> I, well, it, I mean, I'm trying to think of myself at Christmas Eve trying to get something out. Like, I, maybe I can understand if you're trying to get pick up a gift or something. Mm-hmm. But this is just to get coffee, man. He's like, saying, just, I drove 20 miles or 15 minutes to get here. It's like, okay, if you got to drive 15 minutes for coffee. For co- in Houston? A, a, in Houston at 11 p.m. on Christmas Eve, then you're, you're spoiling for a fight. <clears throat> now, what the... <clears throat> The turning point on this was the barista finally had his fill of it, and this guy's like, "I'm putting you on you. I'm putting you on the internet. I'm recording you." The guy flipped him off. <laughs> the barista flips yeah. off. The, oh, well, I hope he get fired. It, it would be great if he's like, "Merry Christmas," and then. <laughs> well, that's what that's what the barista's kind of saying. He's like, "Go ahead, do it. I, I really don't care right now." And the guy's, "I'm going to get you fired." And and this is how he leaves. So, the kind of jerk that will do this on a Christmas Eve. To go 10 minutes before, even if it's supposed to close at 11 o'clock, that hasn't been verified yet. To get in this guy's face, to then say, I'm going to record it all Sounds over Sounds like YouTube. something you would do. No, I mean, I'd, be, be I'd be the barista flipping off the guy saying, you know, bye. Yeah. Goodbye. But yeah, so because I, 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 I read the original post from this guy and then all the comments, and there were just like hundreds of comments. Just man, you're a jerk, dude. Yeah, this backfired, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, today is going to be a good day. No barista trouble here at Conroe Coffee next door, <laughs> so don't do that. And uh, we do have a special guest coming in later this morning around nine thirty. We're gonna have Tommy Taylor from the Givers Republic, uh, which I'm I th- I don't really know too much about the Givers Republic. It seems like a networking thing, mm-hmm. like a networking uh, little group. Yeah, that's the sense I got too. It's where they help small businesses uh, get together and share resources. So it's gonna be an interesting interview because they're gonna have an event up north, uh, I believe, Plantersville. Yeah, Plantersville, and it's wine and fire in the country. They have a concert. The uh, I'm interested in the Texas Blues Brothers. And, uh, yeah, I think it's a food trucks, raffle, 30-plus uh, vendors. It's going to be a big event. So it's coming up next year, actually. I know it sounds like a long ways away, but it's just January <laughs> Dick, 20th. I'm not going to see yeah. you again until next year. Oh, man. So sad. And then on, on Monday or Tuesday, I'm going to go, Dick, I haven't you seen know, you since last year. Speaking of this, speaking of the New Year stuff, I know that's what we've been kind of going on over this week. What situation do you imagine has the most crucial dependency on writing the date right? Because I was thinking how many people in the first month of January will still write 2017 on just like auto documents, you know, just like boop, 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 boop. Yeah. And I was saying to myself, I wonder what the most crucial situation would be if you get that wrong. Uh, I think it would be a coin toss between a mortgage document and a birth certificate. Well, the birth certificate, I can – that would be the funniest, I think. Like, you know, just like the sense mm-hmm. of like 40 years later, it's like, oh, by the way, you were actually – you're 41. <laughs> or something like that and it's like well, I'd, what? Also, I'd also hate to think i'm on my you know year 30 of paying off my 30-year mortgage and then saying well actually you signed the previous year so you actually it's a 31-year mortgage and <laughs> that, that 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 would suck i mean that would and and that's what i'm saying like, i was thinking about that because you know some especially with checks and things and that i know tellers don't really check that i actually asked about that a couple of years ago and they said that they give like a two or three month leeway before they start telling people hey you need to you know change the change the date on that that's funny 
So is is this your actual birth year, Dick? I well, mean, no one are knows. You as old as you? No one knows. Maybe my mother or father, whoever wrote I the date, a doctor, whoever you know, whoever's in charge of that, might have wrote, written the wrong thing. Well, actually, no, because I was born in June, so if they didn't get that right by the time, then they're uh, special <laughs> or but, not. But can you imagine, son, sit down, we need to talk to you. What, am I adopted? Uh, no, we actually wrote the wrong year down. Uh, it was New Year's. We were still pretty hungover. Well, New Year's Day is my parents' anniversary. Really? Yeah. They got married on New Year's Day. Yes, they did. Wow. Can you believe it? That's Happy cool. early Happy early one. My, I think my, they're 37 years old. Wow, that's awesome. That's wonderful to hear. My, uh, my first wedding was on January the 3rd, so I'm close. But, uh. Moving on from that. But, yeah. <laughs> we got some good stuff today. Like uh, Dick said, Tommy Taylor. Moving Taylor's on coming. from that. Moving on from marriage number one. Uh, got some uh, follow-ups. We'll talk about Lainey Kazan. I've got a follow-up on her. She's the mother in my big fat Greek wedding who got busted for shoplifting. Oh, really? There's a follow-up? There's a follow-up. Apparently, Lainey is a recidivist. I don't know what that means. That means a uh, repeat offender. Oh, like throughout She's, her life or just like in the next, in the last two years? At the same years? store. They actually had footage on her and were waiting for her to do it again. Interesting. And she's done it so many times. They're like, okay, here comes Lainey. Get the cameras ready. What was she selling? Groceries? Yeah. And and she says. See, you know, it's that, that's where sympathy comes in because, you know, most celebrity things are high profile people who we believe have money. They steal like clothes and material goods. But if someone's stealing food. Well, again, was it food or was it wine or no, something it, it like that? No, it was food, and Lainey said she was doing it because she was uh, destitute, was her word, uh, meaning, you know, broke. Well, you use fancy words like that, you should have money. I'm just, <laughs> well, I'm, well, she's been in two hit movies, at least, and, and other stuff. Okay, realistically, you're an actor. How much money do you think she got paid in both movies? I can actually, Overall. I can actually find out, but I'd probably say probably two to three million. Really? Mm -hmm. That's a lot for that kind of... She's only in the movie for, you know fourth of it not even yeah, the thing about like the uh the the keanu reeves of the world get like 30 40 million now i can see her getting a lot more for the second one because everyone got a pay bump i right. bet for the second one mm -hmm. so how much do you think she got paid for the first one a mill uh probably a little maybe under a mill but also don't forget every time nowadays what goes in the actor's contracts every time it's shown on hbo or a dvd they get a cut of that they get too. residuals oh yeah are you sure mm -hmm. everyone most everyone's got to be working the contract now, for that very purpose, because here's the thing. Let's say uh, I, I sign a deal with a movie and they say, OK, we're going to give you 10 percent of all uh, theatrical release box office. I go, woohoo. Then what they do is they throw it in the cinemas for a week or so, and then they send it to DVD and they market it as a DVD sale. I'm totally that's where all the money comes in. Okay. So in my contract, it's going to be OK. I get, you know, 5 percent of box office. But. 7% of every DVD sale or replay or a stream. Every time it's streamed, they get something. Um, so I'll, I'll look up and see Lainey Kazan. That uh, seems like a sweet deal. Yeah, it is. Maybe I should be an actor. But, I mean, obviously, Lainey's got some money issues. I'm not without sympathy for her. I think she should have a better, uh, uh, take better care of her pocketbook. But when you are known as the neighborhood shoplifter, now here's the other thing. If you look at my Big Fat Greek wedding, too, she obviously had work done. On her face. Now, it could be Botox, which is not that expensive. But my thought is if, if, if you're, because she stole this time 108, yeah, Dick just saw the picture and he's recoiling. If uh, you, she took 180 bucks worth of groceries this time. 
let's say a Botox shot is two hundred dollars. That's that's a pure guess on my part, but I would think that'd be about right. Which means she well, could where you go, man. There's underground. Well, I don't think you need underground anymore. You can go to the corner. You can that's do it good, at CVS. That's a good question. Ask Tommy when he comes in. Just to see, see if he goes, hey, do you know what your Botox is? <laughs> per, per injection? Actually, I know a couple people who do that. You know, it's funny, though. I do see commercials about that stuff now. Mm-hmm. And, like, Botox, uh, from what, I, uh, what Holly told me of it, it's, just, it's an actual um, a thing that they can make multiple things out of. And there was two commercials, one for like if you're going insane, you do Botox in- injections to do migraine. And then there's actual Botox for your lips and all that kind of – but it's the same thing. Uh-huh. And I was like, I wonder how many people get confused on that because now they're selling it as like a prescription kind of service that doctors can do. Uh, I don't know if you can do it yourself yet because that's what I'm asking her. Because you ever seen those commercials for Botox? Have mm-hmm. you seen the commercials? Oh, yeah. Where the lady's walking around with a bunch of artwork around her and like everything's fake. And I was, when I first saw it, I go, is this a drug about hallucinating? And like, <laughs> I want some of this. She's like <laughs> waving to fake people all the time. But uh, but no, apparently when people have severe migraines, Botox injections are a th- an option. And do you do that yourself, you think? You go home, you're like, let me just shoot up. I don't think um – I don't think they would allow. I think you need to be at least certified to administer Botox injections. Uh, I think the only self injection you can really do legally is for insulin. Okay. The more you know every day. Dun, 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 dun. You are listening to Morning's Lone Star. We got to take a quick sponsored break. Good morning, everybody. It's 922 right now. We have a guest coming in the studio soon Tommy Taylor of the Givers Republic. Coming up, we're going to be talking about that and him and also Wine and Fire in the Country coming up next year, January 20th. Stick around. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star here on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. And we are brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning and Conroe Coffee. Stick around. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Just 
We're jamming it here as best as you What are we jamming? We're jamming our fruit. Yeah, we're jamming our hands in the hair. We should do uh, like, oh, you know, disco. Now you're you just jamming it. Headbang to disco. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, right. Do a jazz standard to this song. I'm sure Pentatonics will come up with their own version soon enough. You think so? Or who's that other group that just like do jazzy versions of everything? I don't know. Freaking through the purple haze. It's Pentatonics. <laughs> Welcome back, Morning's <laughs> Lindstar. We got about five minutes, and then we're gonna get to our special guest. Before that, though, we'll do some music for our music break. But right now, it's just gonna be Skippy and I going over what's going on today. What is going on today? Way too much. You know, as we're snowballing to the end of the year. It is New Year's. And uh, I'm I'm excited about it. I'm not excited about the cold weather being projected. It's gonna get down to the 20s this weekend. Uh, those, those dang Canadians predict predict it's gonna be get to six degrees or something like that. Holy cow! That that's down uh, in Texas. That's snowmageddon here. Yeah, in, in in the Houston area. Goodness gracious! So just a word to the wise listening: don't pour hot water on your car. To get that ice off. <laughs> or do. Do it. You know, and then don't call me and complain about it. And when they say wrap your pipes, they mean with, with cloth and not your loving embrace. And uh, or just Oof, man. Those stuff, puns stuff are those puns are hitting all yeah. over the place, man. That's a bow mo. That's that's <laughs> fun for a bon mot. Morning's at Lone Star. All right, wrapping pipes. <laughs> hey, uh, got, got another uh, follow up here. Well, it's actually kind of a continuation. Yeah. Apparently Sheila Jackson Lee, Congressman oh, Sheila Jackson Lee, is doubling down. On the, she's insisting that the whole, you know, her stealing this woman's seat is race based. How did she double down? Oh, why? She's not, like, she's not backing down. On I, it. Well, I mean, like, did she just say no? It was for sure. That's why. That's, yeah. that's why I was targeted. That that's it. She, she's actually continuing. The woman is like, when I was complaining, I didn't know who had the seat. And the woman said, uh, Jean Marie Simone said, it could have been Donald Duck for all I knew. So now I want to just want to take videos of Sheila Jackson Lee and overlap overlay Donald Duck's voice on her. Well, I think there there could be what do you call it, a meme of it? Yeah, and it's something about taking the seat, and then so wherever she goes, she, people ask, "Hey, are you, did you take my seat?" Well, what's not helping her case is that even staffers are going, "Well, she's kind of known for doing this." And what's going to happen is United is going to get called out. This woman's going to file the suit just to get United to release its records on the the supposed canceling of the flight so if, if you didn't hear it in the last day or so uh, this woman was on a return leg of a flight like the fourth of four flights layover in houston <clears throat> she's getting ready to get on the plane they say oh no you canceled your reservation she showed them her phone saying oh no i didn't and uh eventually they gave her a 500 hundred dollar travel voucher and put her on the plane which is unheard of if you've canceled your own flight and this is a first class seat. This woman had like cashed in 170,000 miles so she could fly first class. And Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee was in her spot. And so she took a picture, and apparently that caused some problems. And, uh, well, you think she'd be used to being like being in the picture? Well, she want that. That's the thing. There's not a camera. I've, I've literally seen funerals where she'll turn into a press conference. And what makes it even better is a teacher. Yeah, there's this woman is a teacher. <laughs> so, like, every news report, it's, like, this poor teacher who got to go first class for the whole... <laughs> this is great. So, Sheila, do us a favor. Just ride coach next time. Just save the world some grief on that one. Hey, I got good news for breakfast fans. I mean, I got really You're good news. you talking about Carmelina breakfast? No, I mean, with a man's breakfast. Lucky Charms has morphed with Frosted Flakes. They actually have... General Mills actually has... 
Lucky, I know, Dick, you look it up. It's I have this confirmed from multiple sources. You mean the adult cereal? That's the thing, because Kellogg's was saying our adult cereals are going to be sugar-free and stuff. So General Mills has responded by taking Lucky Charms and mixing it with Frosted Flakes. They're like daring you to not buy it as an adult. So hats off to General yeah, Mills on that It's a real one. deal. It's a real deal. I know I had to look it up on three different sources just to make sure it wasn't a gag. I wonder what the... Uh Sugar is on that. Let's look. Let's see if I can find it. <laughs> well, let's see if there's like 20, what, 26 grams of sugar in just a you can, can of you, Coke. You know what I do want to say? Hmm. And that we do have a family in here who have kids. This is the when I became an adult, and I would say like when I was paying for everything on my own, cereal was the first realistic thing I realized how expensive it is. <laughs> like if you wanted Frosted Flakes, I don't know if y'all don't know what I'm talking about. It's like six bucks, seven bucks a box. And I'm like, holy crud. Like I had it. How? What? I was... Oh man, they treat me like a little angel buying uh, frosted flakes. Yeah, you don't you don't appreciate it until. Oh uh, no, really? And I was I was kind of amazed. I don't think I bought probably more than five boxes of cereals than now from now then. That's why as an adult I always get the Randall's brand, you, you know, shredded wheat. Well, no, what I've done is you just get the flakes and then you just add fruit, and I've become I've become the ninety year old me already, <laughs> where I just have everything plain, and then if I want brown sugar, I sprinkle some brown sugar on it. But that's about it. But yeah, I didn't believe that. I couldn't believe how expensive cereal really it is. It ain't cheap, my young friend. So see, daddy did love you. Mommy and daddy did love you. I mean, it's true. That's a true story. I believe it. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, you know, you know what I'm talking about. I, 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 I smell what the dick All is right, cooking. Cool. All right. Well, you know what? We do got to take that break. That's okay. on break, so we can get our guests ready. The Givers Republic is in the studio talking about wine and fire in the country. So stick around. You're listening to Mornings of the Lone Star here worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. And, of course, locally on Condors FM 104.5, 106.1. If you're just now joining us and you're going to miss the interview, don't forget we podcast everything on iTunes and Google Play. And then, of course, on YouTube. Stick around. You're listening to Mornings, Mornings with Lone Star brought to you by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Yeah. 
sing it, Donna. That's right, Donna Summer. Ending up the, the last broadcast in 2017 of Dick and Skippy together. Dick, I'm going to miss you, man. I won't, I won't see you till 18. Uh, I'll get over it. Yeah, just like everything else. Yeah, I will somehow get over it. So it is now 940 in the morning on Friday. Was it the 29th already? Kind of a, what they say, balmy outside. It is 42 degrees out there right now. 42, the high of 54 today. It'll be cloudy uh, or rainy tomorrow. But hey, starting Sunday, it's going to start getting really cold. It's going to get below freezing for the next three nights. So wrap the pipes, drip the bathtub, bring in the pets, the plants. What else? What am I forgetting here? That's I don't about know. it. Yeah, it's a public service announcement, man. This is community radio. Just leave. Skip it. Just, like, just go south. M- move to Boca Raton. Yeah. Okay. Just, there just, you go. That that's the PSA. Just leave. <laughs> leave. You, can, you can you can download our app on Star Internet Radio. Just download it. I love the cold weather because you know Mrs. Skippy got me this really awesome jacket a couple of years ago. This overcoat, but I can only wear it like three days every year, girl. So I, I burn up in it. So I love the cold weather. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. I get to wear my cool jacket. I look like Neo in this jacket. I put the jacket on. So that's on. why you think you're cool because you feel like you need to shoot some some people. That's why I know I'm cool. Okay. Yeah, and I put this jacket on. And people go, "Oh, it's Neo," and I'm like, "I know." It's, <laughs> oh man. Oh, hold on, hold on. You got the camera on me. See oh. this? Oh Jesus. See that adds it right there. That and this jacket. It's a little excessive. A little <laughs> excessive. Okay. But we do have a guest in the studio, Neo, and <laughs> we uh, need to introduce him because we've been kind of plugging him, Tommy Taylor. Uh, with the Givers Republic is in the studio. Along with Desi. Desi. And mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about the Wine and Fire in the Country concert, January 20th. Welcome to Morning's Lone Star, guys. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Thanks for having us. Yeah, bring a little, little yeah, There you go. <laughs> there, Don't there be afraid go. of it. It won't bite back. And uh, we, we spray it with Bananca beforehand, <laughs> so it's got that minty fresh smell to the to the microphone so tell us a little bit about what is coming up on the january 20th it's a concert over in plantersville which is probably what, an hour north of here not even yeah it's about 40 minutes north of here right um it's you know off 105 and 1774 uh we're going to be having it at a place called a place of grace and uh it's going to be on january 20th from 4 30 to 6 p.m or 10 p.m sorry okay and it's just kind of a meet and greet, have fun up in Plantersville, see the venue. Like, what's the overall goal with Wine and Fire? So the overall goal with Wine and Fire is really just to have a good time, to be honest with you. We're inviting the general public out, anybody that wants to come and have a good time. It is a family event, so anybody that wants to come, have a good time, and just have a fun with their families there or friends, either way. Uh, we're going to have a ton of stuff there. We're going to have Nashville artist Carrie Marie performing live there. As the prime act, we're going to have before them the Texas Blues Brothers performing. You had Dick really excited about that. He thought it was really going to be uh, Dan Aykroyd and Jim Belushi. Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah. I, I fell for it. Stuff. The old yeah. bait and switch he with did. the Blues Brothers. He, he was really sad when, <laughs> when I said, no, it's Texas. It's the Texas. Hey, but they're really what, good. What makes them Texas, by the way? Is it just, do they have a twang to it, or is it literally just a band that they were in Texas and they couldn't, get in, they couldn't call themselves the Blue Brothers? Yeah, there's a little trademark yeah. infringement. It's literally just a band that's in Texas. Okay. <laughs> I, I was just curious. It's like, man, can you imagine the Blues Brothers having a twang to it? But I can. I can. Jailhouse yeah. Rock. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the you know like the Fab yeah. Five. You got that Beatles tribute band. They call themselves the Fab Five. So they just had to change the name ever so slightly to keep from getting <laughs> served a cease and desist letter. Yeah, from the Belushi estate. So talk to us about the Givers Republic. Uh, uh, what is it? How long have you guys been uh, doing it? Yeah, uh, so did you wake up one day and just say I'm gonna you know 
start a, a networking uh, organization or? Yeah, I mean, no, <laughs> no, no, we, uh, we basically, we, we started networking, then we attended all these different networking groups in the area. Um, there's a ton of them, right? And uh, there's some really great ones and uh, some not so great ones. And we just kind of took the areas that we really liked from these groups, as well as the, uh, the things that we didn't like. And we basically made our own networking group uh, and community really, it, it's technically a networking group, but we call it a community because we're really trying to help build relationships and bring back that intimate touch with networking. Cool. So. So not quite as uh, cookie cutters, maybe some of the other. Well, yeah. So like not, here's my business card. Give me business, right? It's, it's more personal. Is that how it works? Yeah, no. Some of them, <laughs> yeah. It'd be nice. Give me business. No. <laughs> well, with the Givers Republic, like uh, what I'm curious about is, do y'all do something that has a structure to it where you have like four meetings a month or is it more of like events like wine and fire? No. So, uh, so we do have weekly meetings, right? Uh, and right now we have two locations. One is in the mornings at the work lodge off of 45 in the woodlands. Uh, so you go down to Rayford and make a U-turn right there. It's right on your right. And that one's more formal, meaning that it's not uh, typically like really structured where you're timed on your commercials and stuff like that. But it's we have a conference table we rent out. We hold it about 20 people per group. We give our commercials. We just sit back, have a good time, uh, exchange different business ideas, um, network and grow your business in that aspect. Now, we also have another meeting, and the evening meetings are catered towards more social environments, kind of like a happy hour. So we cater to two different crowds, uh, and that one's at Goose's Acre on uh, Thursdays from 6 to 8 p.m. Okay. So it's really focused on meeting people, and I know because it's really hard, to, I would say, imagine in the networking world where some things are really cheesy. Yeah. And some things are have a lot of pro productivity to it, and then some of them are just kind of like I want to relax. Similar to what this wine and fire thing sounds like, it's more of like, hey, let's enjoy the the cool weather. It's gonna be a little cool, I imagine, at that time, January twentieth, and it's gonna be in the open area. But they also have a venue, don't they? Doesn't this place have a closed venue? Yes. So they have an indoor facility that holds about a hundred people, uh, and it's the, again, it's called a Place of Grace out in Plantersville, Texas, off seventeen seventy four. But we're having this all mainly outside. We'll have some vendors inside. We'll have uh, on the back, the back porch area, the deck area, we'll have a bar. Then we'll have another bar out in the gazebo. Uh, we'll be giving away over between 11 and 13 kegs of B52 Brewery beer. Uh, we're going to be giving away over about two to 300 bottles of wine. You don't mean like they're, we're leaving the venue with the beer? You mean no. that's what that's what's available to drink, yeah, right? That's okay, what's man, I was like, that's on top of it. Hey, right? Dick, help me roll this keg in my car. Yeah, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be fun. We're going to have... It's part of the ticket know, price, right? Yeah, it's part of the ticket price. Okay, uh, what is the ticket price? The ticket price is actually only 30 bucks to get in. Uh, okay. You get the artist, you get the beer, you get the wine, you get the... We're actually uh, having custom-made fire pits for the event. Uh, we're going to have those out there as well to keep everybody warm. And uh, just have about 30, between 30 and 60 vendors out there as well. Okay. Wow. And 30 bucks, that's... I'll... I'll, I'll dig under the sofa for that I'm change. just letting you know I always compare events to how much beer I can drink and so you can drink a lot if, if $30 gets you unlimited then it's you, better you, it's already better than Reliant yeah you, so we're, you we're just good. lost money on this event <laughs> yeah. it, it seems as though like this event in particular uh, it, it's community and like the networking kind of comes from the community it's not usually it's the other way around we're networkers and we're going to force a community this seems yeah. to be kind of a more natural progression where you get people together the networking will happen people will talk and but there's none of that pressure to and you get good yeah, music good food exactly and you know, a fire a fire right yeah, and people are people it, it boils back to like you know 
what do we want as you know teenagers and what do we want as as young adults i mean we're, we we change right as we grow older but some of the things still don't change we still have people we still want to communicate we still want to uh have normal relationships and go to parties right so people generally open up when they have drinks in them they're generally more open to talking about business and being themselves so they can generally connect on a whole so other level. Come to Wine and Fire to take advantage of the people there as they drink. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> hey, have another free bottle of beer. Let me tell you about my services. <laughs> yeah. And I, I well, drive yeah. Uber. You know, one hours. thing that, you know, you have to balance it out with an event like this. And like you said, it's kid friendly. And I'm on the website on Facebook because you have it as an event and it's free for kids 12 and under. Correct. So yeah. you are encouraging people to bring their kids. Yes. And it's not like a late night party. It's more of let's just enjoy each other's company, be outside in the country in Plantersville and just enjoy the day. Yeah. It's basically, I mean, we're not going to invite people out there to get stupid drunk or anything like that. It's well, this just, is Texas. Yeah. So that's what you always I mean, have to, you kind of have to tell people yeah. like, hey, this isn't a hoedown. We're just going to be hanging out and doing yeah. this Yeah, I mean, stuff. don't get me wrong. We're going to have plenty of alcohol. Uh, but it's, it's again, like you were saying, just to come out there, have a good time, have a community out there, and just really enjoy the music, enjoy the environment, really. Okay. So if it, people wanted to find more information about how to purchase tickets and also find more information about the Givers Republic, yeah, so, tell me uh, about it. To purchase tickets, all you do is go to the event page, and there's an Eventbrite uh, link on there that you can go to eventbrite.com or you can purchase tickets at the, uh, at the event itself, uh, at the door. Okay. So either way. Uh, and then the givers Republic, you can find us at, at thegiversrepublic.com. Okay. Well, man, that sounds like a lot of fun. Maybe yeah. we can get you in before the actual event next year. And if there's any changes or anything, but uh, I appreciate you guys coming in, being on the Mornings Lone Star with well, us. Yeah, let's get a word out of it. She's just been sitting there. He's been bogarting <laughs> the microphone. Well, so. you know what? Sometimes you just got yeah. to, I guess. Some people are pretty opinionated. See, we told you there's no room there so how much of what he said was true? You know, you no, actually, it. most of it is really true. That's um, cool to know. A Place of Grace <laughs> is a beautiful it. facility. Um, it's just a really nice family place to go out. Mm -hmm. We actually go out there several times a year just with our family. The kids love just being in the nature, just being able to be out there in the country and run and play. Like They play kickball. We're going to have like cornhole and just different games out there as well. I mean, it's a, I mean, it's a wide open area too. So yes, it's, it's the whole facility is on eight acres. I was reading, you're having full, full tackle football. Is that what y'all are doing out there? <laughs> yeah. You know, or if you want to help rope, orchestrate no. that, I'll go, let's sure. mix that with beer and wine. Woo! <laughs> You're going down, we'll just, we'll just spray the hose. Like, let's cool them off guys. And then it turns into mud football. Um, I don't think that's a good idea for January. No, I'm not. I know it was, it was a joke. Everyone's got colds, and then, uh, but yeah. So this it sounds like a neat event, and it's available to everybody in the public. You don't have to be part of the Givers Republic. No, and uh, you can find everything on Facebook. Really, what we're going to do with Mornings and Lone Star, we're going to share the event on the Facebook page. So if people are you know unable to look up, you know the Givers the Republic. The Givers Republic. Republic. Don't forget yeah. the. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you wine also, and fire in the country, but uh. Yeah. You can also go to uh, the hold on, thegiversrepublic.com slash wine and fire, but and not the and symbol and okay. the word. And that'll actually take you to an event page uh, that gives more details than just the Facebook page. And it shows you like where to go to purchase tickets and shows you a video commercial we filmed about the event and all that fun stuff. Cool. Right. Cool. Cool. Like so well, we got to take a quick commercial break. Okay. Here on Mornings Alone Star. We'll see you guys in a bit. Thank you so much for coming in. It was good to meet y'all. Thanks for having us. Oh, thank and you for uh, hopefully us, we'll definitely. see you see you again. 
Sean, we'll be right back, right? Okay, yeah, we will. Yeah, you're listening to Morning's Lone Star here at IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. We'll be right back with more Mornings of Lone Star. Let's Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. the cameras were still going you'd see the glitter and the disco ball the strobe lights and dick disco dancing welcome back mornings with brought to you by clean sweep office cleaning take back your time and let us make your office shine cleansweepofficecleaning.com folks and conroe coffee they make the coffee that conroe loves to drink this is true Visit ConroeCoffee.com. It's 9.56 here on Morning's Lone Star. We got about an hour left in today's show for the last show of the year. Boo-hoo, happy, happy. Now tell me the deal with the old man and the baby with the New Year's. Where did that come from? Oh, like, well, Father Time is one of the historical figures. And what what area? Like, is that a Western thing, Eastern thing? I mean, probably. I'm sure it's Northern thing, European, Southern thing. I, I think it started like a European where, you know, okay. he's the manifestation of, you know, the, on January 1st, you're the baby. Okay. And then you grow throughout the year and you're the old man at the end and then you re, uh, uh, re rejuvenate. Yeah. <laughs> you're like Doctor Who, you just rejuvenate at the end of every year. I'm still okay. You mentioned this the other day that the Christmas they have a Christmas episode every year for mm-hmm. Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. So I started reading about it, and it's a pretty big deal in England. And I I am amazed that they're able to continue a show for that long on that topic. For I feel sorry for the writers because there's got to be a burnout when you're sitting there going like, "Hey, we can't really think of anything different or new." Because the show is just a wacky show. I watched when um, the Scotman, Scottish guy, was the right when Doctor Who returned. You know, they took like a 10 year. Oh, Christopher Eccleston. He's not I, Scottish, but. Oh, he's, he's Irish? Or no, he's, he? from, he's from Northern England. Oh, wasn't that? Northern England, which is south of Scotland. Not the Scotland. UK. Right. Okay. I'm not really privy to that whole area. I don't right. know what's going on half the time. 
Scotland is the Canada of England. Yeah, no, I know that. I just didn't know because people say oh, it's the UK. No, it's England. Blah, 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 blah. And <laughs> Great Britain. Sorry, Great Britain. <laughs> See, there's too many names. Right. Well, it's like we're not America. We're the United States of America, and we also share you know, North America with Canada and stuff like that. So America is, you know, we're oh, one part that. of it. So England is one part of the. British Isles. I always thought Kingdom. he was Scottish or something because he has well, a different accent. Well, Peter Capaldi, who is the most recent one who just left, he was Scottish. Okay. Um, in fact, uh, the one there's been like what twelve doctors now. Yeah, uh, Jodie Whittaker, who's the female, is the thirteenth. Technically, more than that because there've been um, John Hurt played a, a special one that's not numbered. Uh, they have was radio. He, yeah, I remember seeing that. that was in a special, wasn't it? Yeah, that was that was another special. That they had for the 50th anniversary. You understand that Doctor Who started uh, the day after Kennedy was assassinated. Uh, so then 1963, it went off the air for, for several years off of BBC and then tried to do an American version. Uh, but for the most part, it's been a, a single storyline. And it started off almost like a Mr. Wizard thing where you had this time traveler and, and to be a lot of uh, historical things or this is Genghis Khan. And that was the old days. And just over the over the decades, it's morphed into this this whole universe that if you try to describe to someone right off the top, you know, in 30 words or less, you're going to fail miserably. And uh, kudos to Mrs. Skippy because she actually tries to – she knows how much Doctor Who means oh, Well, me. that's what I was thinking. I was like, man, I I, can't, I liked it. I liked those 10 episodes he was in. Uh, if it was 10 – I don't remember if it was 10 episodes. Yeah, it's uh, usually it's thereabouts. They were, that was very enjoyable. But then when David Tennant came around, it was really cool. But then it got really repetitive. And, and it has highs it, and lows. So it was more of like I'd watch an episode a week, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Because it really was like every episode had a lot of energy in it, and but then it was the same thing every week. So I will, I do encourage people to check it out. But the the one I was talking about with that ten episodes actually had an arc to it. Yeah, and I know I know the David Tennant ones had some arc occasionally. There'd be an underlying arc uh, when Stephen Moffat took over. Uh, uh, Russell Davies was the guy that brought Doctor Who back, and he got Christopher Eccleston. And then um, um, Stephen Moffat took over. Stephen Moffat is also better known to American audiences as doing Sherlock. He created Sherlock. Okay. Uh, and he's more known for being a serial writer, which means, you know, uh, having a mythology. behind. It's, it's like the X-Files. Not every episode would be about aliens, but that would always be in the background of everything. Same basic premise. And he got pretty highbrow with that. And so each season would have, like, some kind of arc and uh, – yeah, so they had the Christmas episode. It was pretty darn good. It truly was. And uh, they've the after 12, technically 13 guys, uh, they have a woman playing it now. And it's funny, the, the backlash is very small. If you're true, why would anyone care about that? Well, it's like, has there been like a black doctor or any like, no, race, they, uh, like, they have, what's the correct term? Like, other, they've all been white males, all been white males. But and see, that's where and sometimes. Battle lines but are not What was strange about it is it doesn't even play an important thing in the world in in the show. Like no. the whole doctor concept has it, like the physical appearance doesn't matter. Correct, and they've actually established. And they say that they say like, oh, I just turn into whatever the cosmos decides I'd turn into. Or yeah, it could be like a subconscious thought as you're changing. Oh, for those of you who don't know, and I'll keep this very, very, very brief. The first doctor back in the '60s was an old guy, the actor William Hartnell. And was starting to get dementia, forgetting his lines, and, and, and they realized he couldn't keep it going. So they came up with this clever idea to, the, back then they called it rejuvenation, and they had another actor play the same role but with a slightly different personality. 
And the original sense was maybe he actually just de-aged himself. They got Patrick Troughton to play the second doctor. And then he played it for about three or four years and it was time for him to go. And that's when they established, okay, so these, these aliens can, when, when they're close to death, they can re regenerate into a new body and with that, a new personality. So the, the base personality would be the same, you know, a hero or, or something like that, but with quirks and foibles. And this has happened time and time again. So unlike James Bond, where it's, uh, you know, you just got to accept he did look like Pierce Brosnan. Now he looks like Daniel Craig. And once upon a time, he looked like Roger Moore. It's like thinking, Pierce Bro you know, James Bond, he dies, but he comes, you know, back as someone else. And uh, well, I always thought that James Bond was more of a code word, not the person. Uh, there's actually, there's been that, that idea floated around. But you were asking earlier uh, about, you know, did people care? For Doctor Who, no, because it's been established for a long time that when you regenerate, it's, it's wide open. In fact, as a comedy, they had a, uh, uh, many, many years ago, BBC had a, a big telethon called Comic Relief, and they did a Doctor Who spoof with Rowan Atkinson playing the Doctor who regenerates over and over and finally ends up as the blonde from Absolutely Fabulous. And it was very funny. Uh, even one of the one of the doctors from the 1970s, Tom Baker, said, I should be replaced by a woman. It would be cool. And so it's been floated around forever. They just all happen to be white male. But so in, in Doctor Who, no one really cares. But let's take it to James Bond. A couple of years ago, there was this uh, push to have like Idris Elba be the new James Bond. Ooh, that would be good. Well, here's the thing. I'm violently opposed to that. Well, he's a good actor. That's not He's an that. awesome actor. Why would you violently, because, violently be opposed to Because it? James Bond was written as a racist, homophobic, oh, misogynistic true. white male. That's true. That's his whole character. So come up with someone, come up with 008 and cast Idris Elba in it, there and I go. would be the number the one. The other side player. of MI6. Exactly. I would absolutely be into that, but not as James Bond. I'm all for, believe me, I am all for diversity, and I don't care. But sometimes a character is written to be a certain way, and to try to say, well, I'm, we're going to make this character black or a woman or Hispanic or something just because... It hasn't been it yet. That's I think that's the wrong stance to take. So female doctor, I am all for that. I think it's awesome because it fits the universe. They're written to where you can regenerate as a man. Well, that's what I'm saying. That that whole show is so open ended. I I can't believe they're still doing the show. I can't believe it. Well, the nice thing every three or four years is when the you know the actor leaves. Uh, the longest anyone's been the doctor was Tom Baker. He did it for seven years. But usually it's like bet between three to five years. And so when they become the new person. You're kind of starting all over again because you're keeping the storylines, but you have to learn the new person because they don't even know when the doctor regenerates. He doesn't even know what kind of person he's going to be. He has to refine himself. But he doesn't have a history, though. Well, he's the same person. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, like, you know, I know the doctor's been married a couple times. I know that. So now I, I he wonder— He married Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, I wonder what's going to happen with the timeline when she's a woman now. And, like, are they going to notify—like, are they going to make the awkward, like, oh, there's two ladies? I'm sure it's going to come into it at some point, which, so. would, be, which would be great. You know, we got to take a quick break. Or, okay. no, sorry, music break. That's right. It is 10.05. We got to take the top of the hour of music. Hope you guys are enjoying today. It is Friday. It's the last Friday before the new year. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star here. Where? IRLoneStar.com on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. And uh, you're listening, uh, yeah, you are listening to us. Blah, 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 blah. Brought to you by Clean Sweep, Office Cleaning, and Conroe Coffee. We'll be back. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002. 
offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. We are back with Donna Summer closing out the year. We had a couple of days till New Year's, but this is the last time you'll be sharing the mornings with Dick and Skippy. Aww, on the count of three. One, two, three. Aww. It is. <laughs> it is 1016 on Friday morning as we jam out to Donna Summer. It's, uh, hey, it's gone all the way up to 45 degrees. Woohoo! another 10 degrees and we'll hit our high today. Looking forward to that and bring out, break out the Speedo. It's Speedo season for Skippy. That's a visual that's not going to get out of Dick's head anytime soon. Guaranteed. Sponsored by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Uh, there's rhyming stuff that Dick usually puts in there, but I don't know yet. So I'm going to leave it just up there. Uh, any other headlines going on there? Lots of lots of stuff happening on. Um, well, you know, it is the closing out of the year, and we I I, I had a feeling something big was going to happen, but nothing big is like really happened. The craziest thing I did see the other day mm-hmm. was the constant North Korean defecting people, and I was reading an article. Uh, apparently, the this nuclear scientist who got caught killed himself or whatever, mm-hmm. and then they're talking about this other guy. And there was a video. There was like security footage of the suit escaping. At yeah, the line. Yeah, he got shot. And he got shot. But then what's even crazier is I was reading about him and about what was wrong with his body when they were fixing him up. They found parasites all over his like organs and stuff. Uh, and parasites? They found that he had he, like two, he had like tuberculosis and there's some defectors that have been found to be have the anthrax virus in them so much uh, over small doses administered over so much time that they actually built up an immunity to anthrax. So these are like guinea pigs. But yeah, you're talking about, I actually had this on my headline list too. So this North Korean defector was caught by the Chinese and returned to North Korea. And before the North Koreans could like get any information out of him, like who helped you? What was your route? He had hidden poison on him. And so he killed himself. Now that's the official story. Now here's the thing. You know that they had to search that guy from, hair follicle to toenail and everything in between. So where he could have hidden 
poison is, is, is anybody's guess, but just think about you'd rather poison yourself than go back to your country of birth. That just, <laughs> that says, you know, with what we're dealing with here, the, the, the level of, of how bad it is. And, um, I love it where every time our, you know, the, our current president says, it's like the, the Jerusalem embassy thing, the outcry was, oh, you're going to make the terrorists mad now. Well, first off, terrorists don't need an excuse to be mad. They're going to be terrorists anyways. But if we do something that. Well, if I ever, if I hear or see anything about Donald Trump being a Nazi again, I'm going to. Right. I don't know how to react. Well, that's the thing. You can't use that. You cannot, you can no longer, people, you can never again equate Donald Trump to Hitler because Donald Trump just made Israel our number one. They're actually going to name so <laughs> something about Trump near the Wailing Wall. So, you know, Hitler you know definitely what? would not have done Let's that. do this real quick. Mm -hmm. gonna, let's talk for a couple of minutes, and we're going to dedicate this to the year in review in politics. Okay. So what would you say was the most beneficial political decision made in 2017? Beneficial for who? For you. Or for, like, for, oh, the, you know, Conroe or whatever. Well, for me personally, I would say the tax bill. Well, that's not in, that's not in force yet. So that's not... Well, really, it's it, law, it, but... It's not benefiting you right now. You're not, you're not sure seeing will. the admitted... You're not, oh, I'm talking about right now, like, what decision was made that, uh, that for the year of 2017, what you benefited from. And I really can't think of anything on top of my head that, like, I benefited. Maybe there was a lot of decisions made that didn't kill me. You know, the, you know that kind of stuff. But right. uh, I haven't. I can't really think of anything because uh, they did bring me a lot of enjoyment in the news, and that's one thing I love about today's world is we're having so many people have access to so much technology. Is uh, one thing I love about 2017 year in review is there's probably going to be like year in review funny news stories or year in review politics like the craziest politicians. Yeah, I'm seeing the top ten fake news things that happened or the weirdest things. Those lists are already coming out. I'd have to agree with you. I'd say the biggest benefit to me was over the years, I've always been disheartened by the the low percentage of voters at any given any given election. It, it's yeah. it's pathetically low. And then these same people bitch, well, I didn't, you know, I didn't vote for him. Did you vote? Well, no, but so now there's engagement. And I even, I don't care if you even vote against everything I vote for. Vote. But here's the thing. They're not just voters. I think in 2008, we had a lot of voters, but they were uneducated in the sense of not school uneducated, but they were voting for Obama because they felt it was time for an African-American to be president or he, he spoke nice things. He, 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 was a, he was a sophomore senator. When he, he, he had no previous experience whatsoever. And he was going, well... You know, Sarah Palin, she's not uh, qualified. Well, she was the only one who had been a governor, which has firing executive uh, powers to fire and, and hire. So a lot of voters, but they weren't necessarily educated on the platform or the stance. I think voters are becoming more and more educated. Well, you know, it's funny. I was I was listening to a guy. Uh, you, do you remember that story up in uh, like Green something college where they were going to have like all whites go don't come to school that day? And that teacher stood up to it, and the teacher's like, hey, you can't say that kind of stuff. You know what I'm talking about? I, 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 it was about a year ago, uh -huh. a year and a half ago. Uh, his name was Brett Weinstein, and he was on a show, 
a podcast I was listening to, and he talked about how us as a collective, he equates it to the Dunbar number. And the Dunbar number, you know the Dunbar number? You've heard of this before? I think I know Dunbar number that. is the number of people that you can interact with and remember their names. And so it's like I think they, they they did a test where you can interact with 100 or to 150 people depending on the person, and that's the maximum that you can w- withhold information. Like you know their first name. You you might know their first and last name. You might know their mothers, but you know them. Like you recognize the face, and then that's it. When you reach 150 people max, then you're just like you don't know what's going on anymore. And that's when um, well, they were kind of talking about in a village sense where if you – take all these philosophies or these governments or anything like that, it's only effective in 150 – that's what they're kind of guessing, mm-hmm. 150 people. But then when you reach over 150 people, then it just becomes the Wild West. And I think that's what – you know, with politics and things like that, when you're talking about platforms, you're only going to be able to hold, withhold 150 people to be you know, your, your group who understands exactly what you're saying. But then you have everyone else who you're like – they kind of take half of it, but they don't know the other half and then it get the numbers dwindle down more and more and more and more and more and i think that's why the polarizing view of the presidential election was so hilarious to me because when being there when barack obama was running you could totally see people just liking him for who he was not for platform Mm -hmm. not for spoken word not for policy not for what he's done in the senate or whatever like zero just because you put a picture up there you go and then same thing with Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton because it was it's just kind of funny to me. That's what the presidential election is now is to a lot of people, probably to 50 percent of the voters. That's what it is. And you can see like the pictures that sometimes the media will choose to, you know, you've put a, a Trump and a Clinton side by side. They'll have one of them smiling and looking decent. The other one in the middle of a, yeah, like a hard like a question yeah. like, oh, no, uh, no. but that's how that's why JFK so what you won the nomination do. from uh, Nixon. Because uh, the first televised presidential debate, JFK's up there looking cool, suave, young, good-looking. And you got Richard Nixon next to him sweating. I mean, like, flop sweat and makeup running and and stuff. And that kind of killed it for Nixon. Yeah. I mean, I I think there's— That can do it. And, I mean, 2016 had those memorable memorable moments because so much— so many organizations, news organizations were following every president— or the election, like the whole process, like you got everything you needed. I mean, they got uh, some poor, uh, poor soul guy just filmed Hillary Clinton getting kind of, you know, rushed into a van, which was, I mean, that was, that was. A, oh, with her body double showing up later. And it was like, so obviously not her waving like that's, that's not Hillary. Really? Yeah. Uh, I it, didn't see it's that. It's been kind of pushed back to a uh, conspiracy theory, but it was, it was either that incident or one around it where she got sick, apparently. Or, or fainted or something happened. She collapsed. And then I think leaving her house later was a the, the Hillary body double. Almost every political candidate has a body double for, for really? reasons. And and they did like a facial wreck thing. It's like, this is not her. I'll, I'll look it up and, and get it to you. Uh, now, it could have been debunked uh, in the intervening months. The last I heard, they pretty much conclusively said this was not Hillary. Uh Doing the wave thing, getting to another van. That's crazy. Yeah, it's cray cray. That's funny though. It's, I mean, that's the kind of stuff I wish books were written on that kind of information because it's so interesting. Because mm-hmm. you know the decisions people have to make when they respond to these kind of things. 
I just can't. I can't imagine the, the surreal moments. We need to get a body double. We need to get Teresa up here, and we need to get these people up here. I would love that. And I actually, you know what I think would be the best situation of of that? What? Like, it's if and when extraterrestrial life is proven, or even better, that it's it's proven that there was a relation, a previous relationship between like an earth government and the aliens, because at that point the books will be written the behind the scenes of how they kept it secret all these years. You know, like let's say, let's say Roswell did happen. And from that moment on, we've had this ongoing dialogue with the aliens and there's a moon base on, you know, let's say half the conspiracy theories are true. Just reading the book about them coming up with those would be awesome. It's just so, it's so amazing to me to know that someone's decision right then and there is the the tangent we've been on with it and now we're down this weird road when, <laughs> especially when it comes back to remind everybody oh this was fake by the way or, <laughs> well that's why superman was kind of floated around uh, at the time because uh it's, it's to see how uh, people would react to an alien it's too bad donald trump didn't have one of those moments do you think he had one of those moments uh, what well, was like a candid camera kind of moment i think every time he tweets well, I mean, I, I know that's what I'm thinking of because, you know, with the press following that foot, because that poor guy was just sitting there walking down New York and just sees Hillary Clinton just filmed, you know, and uh-huh. like that became this huge interpretation for like six days. What's going on enough to where the whole all media was talking about it. Mm-hmm. And because, uh, OK, would you say there is a bias in the media right now? Yes. And, and unequivocally. OK, so but I was saying what, what would be equivalent to the Donald Trump moment like that? I don't know. I'm trying to think of the top of my head. They ha- here's the thing. I mean, there's definitely things he said, but that's just. Well, he's his own worst enemy on that, but he's actually kind of defining the narrative because the media, they loved Bernie over Hillary. The, you could tell that the bias was really towards Bernie Sanders. And then when he got booted out because of the DNC collusion to, to not get in the nomination, look up collusion, people, then Hillary became the darling again. Uh, but with Trump, the cameras are on him 24-7. And so he, he won't give them an opportunity to make something up or have an accidental video or something. He'll make sure he's in front of the cameras already or tweeting something to get them talking. Everyone reacts to what he says, if you notice. The, the media, rea- every day, it's a reaction to something he said, allegedly said, did, allegedly did, or tweeted. You know, it's a rea- it's a flat out reaction, and I love it. So, are you, are you looking right. at the, the Hillary body double thing? Yeah, <laughs> it's just. I mean, and I, I don't know if it's just me. As growing older, I start paying attention to you know more ridiculous things like politics. Uh-huh. It's really. I would really say about eighty percent of people reading Facebook and doing those things. Half like eighty percent of it's just crap. You know, mm. it's not real reporting. It's biased reporting. It's all that kind of stuff. It's all opinion pieces. And uh, that's why C-SPAN exists, right? And you can interpret your own thing. Because it's raw footage. That's why it's the most boring channel in oh, the universe. Yeah. But I love it because it's raw and unfiltered. You get well, to see these people you know, in context. Can you imagine having a local senator like Sheila Jackson Lee? <laughs> she is a character in herself. <laughs> yes, she is. And uh, having that kind of representation locally, it, it it's even more pro, pro, uh, prevalent with the reporting because we see all these ridiculous things. Because I would say that whole United thing – I knew about it within 24 hours, but the world didn't know about it. It took about 48 hours 
mainly yep. because everyone could put in fire, uh, you know, wood in the fire because of you know tweets and all that kind of stuff. Two things built the story. One, it was a United flight. United just seems to be the whipping boy for the media. For anything bad with an airplane, United seems to be at the forefront of it. Now, a lot of it is United's own fault. Uh, but, you know, the guy who got carried off, the doctor who got tased and carried off and stuff like that, you know, this was United Flights. Uh, but So that didn't help them. But then the second Sheila Jackson Lee piped up with the non-apology apology, and then on the heels of that, oh, this is a race thing, and then doubling down on it by insisting, oh, where the, the accuser are like, no, this isn't a race thing. I didn't know who it was. And Sheila Jackson Lee coming back, oh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a race thing uh, because, you know, the flight attendant was African-American, too, and she was rude to her, too. So, but that that's Sheila Jackson Lee's thing, is making it race. That's not the first time with with airline trips or anything. So, But she does, I'll tell you what, she puts this on the map. The world knows Sheila Jackson Lee now. So if all the congresspeople in Congress, well, this is the, the hundreds well, of congresspeople. This is the beauty of what we're talking about with technology. And all the hundred of congresspeople, you just search her name. Now you find all these articles about how ridiculous it is. It's, it's kind of like, she's almost like taking the Trump playbook that you got to put yourself, if you put yourself in the headline, good or bad, it ups your SEO on a Google search. You know, you get to be top of the list. And think about it. Name me five other congressmen or women. Go. You know, it's funny. Uh, I always get senators and congressmen mix okay Fair so enough. like i know i i can name five people but they might be senators okay name me five congressmen and or senators. well we have here we have brandon creighton or creighton creighton creighton, mm -hmm. creighton and then there's howard dean i know that but i don't know where he is i know he's not anything howard dean isn't anything i thought he won something no he really isn't why is he talking still then howard dean always uh uh, uh goes up against congressman 8th congressional district kevin brady that's Stephen David. Okay, last election, Brady had like seven people uh, against see, him. I don't know. I that, don't know. That's what well, we know Kevin Brady. Thank you for giving me one. That was a freebie. <laughs> that was a freebie. Um, and then... Uh, but that's, Trey, you man. hear Sheila Jackson Lee, you know she's a local politician. Yeah, I know that. She, yeah, she that's gets a good question. Our rep, here, our rep here, we have, who are our two senators Metcalf. here? Well, well, he's well, our say, he's yeah, Texas state. state. Uh -huh. I'm, talking, I'm talking about the United States. Texas Senator Ted Cruz. Okay. So he represents this area. Mm -hmm. And then we have Kevin Brady, mm -hmm. right? Those are our two. Well, no, Kevin Brady's a congressman. Okay. Uh, Ted Cruz I'm is learning a, a lot today, folks. Yeah. Well, each state has two senators. So who are our two senators here in Texas? Well, you got Ted Cruz and you have, um, uh, hold on, give me a second there. Um, oh, Cornyn, John Cornyn. And they're both Republicans. Okay. And those are our two senators. Okay. And then you have, we have several, several congressmen. Men and women, Kevin Brady, Sheila Jackson Lee, Gene Green, uh, you, know, you, you, you name it. Uh, and then you had your state senators, uh, Mark Metcalf. Okay. Uh, Will Metcalf, and sorry, Mark Keogh. And then you have, of course, you have county officials. So there are, in the Senate, there are 100 senators, and then the vice president is the president of the Senate for uh, to, who can break the tie. Yeah. And the Congress, it's, it's districts, not states or counties. So you have 437. So we need to have our folks be in the headlines more. Do something controversial so I know who you are. Yeah, right. that's, I'm telling you, everybody knows Sheila Jackson Lee because she oh, won't shut up. That's true. <laughs> but I've known about her like probably my entire life. That's how good she I is. Because I know where the district is.
Yeah, I think she's just like 15, isn't she? Yeah, she's third ward Houston. Yeah, I know where it is. Uh-huh. Because I've driven through it. Yeah. So <laughs> you listen to Morning's Lone Star here on IRLoneStar.com and Condos FM 104.5, 106.1. Thanks for joining us. We're going to do a quick music break, Woo-hoo. and we'll be back. We are sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine, folks. CleanSweepOfficeCleaning.com and Conroe Coffee. They make the coffee that Conroe loves to drink. Visit ConroeCoffee.com. It is 1034. We'll be back in a bit. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe, at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266. 7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at ConroeCoffee.com. Uh, Dick, I appreciate you getting the disco ball in here during that music break. <laughs> oh, we're having fun. We're going to stretch this one out. Hey, Dick, let's take the show to 12 noon today just because we can. Because Who's on after us today? Anything? We, uh, everything's replay today, guys. So Let's just take over the whole day. I don't, I, I don't want this day to end, Dick. You and me together on the air, carrying people through into the New Year's. Okay. I could live with that. Yeah. I could. So, uh, do you know who's not feeling the love right now? Who isn't feeling the love right now? President Trump and Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos. Apparently, uh, uh, Trump went after Amazon for uh, taking advantage of the dying, bloated, I think actually Trump called them dumb and poor, United States Postal Service. Because they sprung a deal, Amazon sprung a deal for the USPS to deliver their stuff. But paying a, a really cut rate to do so. So Trump opted to, to turn his vitriol on that. And it took me a while to remember, Bezos is also the owner of the Washington Post, who, okay. who really writes anti-Trump stuff. So this is kind of a personal attack, I think. <clears throat> this is where I say, oh, President yeah. Trump, let's not tweet again about our personal gripes. <laughs> Why not? I'll do it. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, you I could. got a question for you about that. Sure. So Washington Post... Was that intentionally when it first started a a uh, statewide or like a United States paper or was it for Washington? 
Ooh, good question. I think uh, I'm trying to wrap my head around why people care about what they do in the Washington Post. Because it it is a local paper, but it has uh, national ramifications, like the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal. The Wall Street, Wall Street Journal, Journal to me though is like an international paper, though. right? But international, it, like I'm like that's across it the is world because it has information that the world like needs. USA Today is like I might if someone just goes it by the base of the name that's for the United States mm -hmm. that's like news for the USA correct now uh, so the New York Times it's a local paper but it, it'll have international headlines and that's why it's more world known same thing with the Washington Post it's the local Washington paper but you know obviously we want to know now let's say we were in an alternate reality or a few years down the line let's say where we were back in in space, you know, we're on our way to Mars and we're space driven society. Space. <sighs> I just did the Friday the 13th theme and I don't know why, but it sounded cool. Uh, then the Houston Chronicle would actually become an international paper because that would be all the space interviews and stuff would yeah. be happening here. So it's just a matter of relevance, New York, Los Angeles. And again, this is why there's an electoral college because if, the, if, if every election was up to the popular vote, every election would be decided by New York and California. Pretty much. Every, every election would, no one else would literally have, have a say because it's, it's a popularity contest. And we're kind of talking about off the air um, and we'll talk about it next week. Uh, I was really honored to be up for some, uh, nominated for some awards for, for the theater. And a well, lot we can of, say it right now. Where do we we, we got to push people to check this out? Okay, so Broadway do, World, BroadwayWorld.com. Uh huh. So BroadwayWorld.com does local awards for, for local plays uh -huh. for major cities, and Sean has been nominated personally for things, and also for the work he's worked on as a director. Mm -hmm. And what else? Uh, well, two shows I directed. Uh, what do they call it? A fluffer? Were you, were you nominated for a fluffer? <laughs> Monty. I got my Monty. Uh, so the Broadway World Awards, uh, two shows I directed were uh, Noises Off for Sageworks and The Three Musketeers for The Owen. And I was very fortunate that between those two shows, either me or the cast and crew that I worked with, like lighting designer or actors, yeah. got 27 nominations. And uh, like, unfortunately, I'm Out splitting- Out of 4,228. Right. But, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll take it. But unfortunately, I'm splitting my own vote. Uh, for instance, you, you know, I've got- 5% of the vote for one of my shows and 4% of the other. So you've, the number one is 8% of the vote. So if you combine my two, I'd be number one. But right now I'm like number three and four. So uh, that's why I'm pimping myself out for that. But it is a popularity contest. And that some theaters, it basically gets onto who's got the biggest Fan base. Uh, database. Yeah. yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. But that is, is so if you, but well, it's, it's earned in my mind, that's earned because you, it wasn't like one day you, you did something and all of a sudden you have 4,000 votes for you. Like people know who you are. They recognize the name and you worked to get that recognition. Right. But that's if, why we should have popular vote. Okay. That's why we know. <laughs> here's the thing. I, I, like how, I like how you literally just said that's why we have the electoral <laughs> college. And then this is. <laughs> well, here, here's the point behind that because I'm having pe people are voting for me who have never seen anything that I've done. Yeah, that's but bad. they just like me personally. I mean, come on, guys. Or I mean, come, no, I'm just kidding. So I, and I, so I'm guilty of it. That's the popular vote that I'm gonna win or not win just based on how many people like me personally, whether or not they saw the work. Same thing with the popular vote versus the electoral college is that if you're just pop, you know, you just pick the two places that have the most number of people, New York and California, get them over onto your side, 
and then you win the whole thing. So it doesn't matter what any other state feels on it. That's why there's the Electoral College. It's not a popularity contest. And unfortunately, you know, that's why we have to have the Electoral College. And people only talk about getting rid of it when their candidate loses the Electoral College. Yeah, she, I mean, yeah. We love conflict. And I, I'm also loving the fact, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, what's his name? Rory Moore. They, they finally said, no, this other guy got it. Deal with it. And I've seen a lot of friends going, yeah, typical conservative fighting the, the outcome and taking it to the court. And I just took everything I had not to post the Wikipedia uh, of the uh, Supreme Court decision that over Al I mean, Gore. It went to the Supreme Court. Yeah. That's how big of a deal. Al was. Gore, you know, uh, no, I won. I won. There were hanging chads. So once again, people, there were poopy heads on both sides of the aisle. It's not a conservative thing. It's not a liberal thing. There are sore losers. Well, I mean, would you say it's reasonable just to do a challenge if it's that close? Yes, absolutely. In fact, some challenges are automatic if it's less than 5% of the vote. Okay. If, if there's a, if, and, um, which is actually what the, uh, that was the basis of the Bush versus Gore Supreme Court fight, uh, that the percentage was so little that it would be an automatic recount. But then they said, oh, well, here are some of these hanging chads. We're not sure about these. And that's what ma made the whole thing get kind of funky. So Gore's another one who lost the popular vote, uh, who won the popular vote, but lost the electoral college. And, it, you know, it happens. It does favor conservatives for some reason. I don't know why. I don't think it's a, it's a plan. Um, but just historically, the electoral well, I college. I think it's also, it's telling uh, folks like Democrats to spread out. You know, don't, don't just hang out in California and New York. That's a, that's the thing. But again, how many Democrats could handle? Well, no, it's going to. Sorry, that sounded very judgmental. I was about to say throw them in the middle of Montana or deep tech, you know, deep Texas or Alabama. <coughs> it's every state has its own flavor. So I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to say, hey, Democrats, good luck, you know, toughing it out in, in uh, Montana. They could do just fine there. <laughs> that's not what I meant at all. But <clears throat> California is a blue state. It has. It pretty much always has been and always will be until Los Angeles sinks into the ocean with that big earthquake that's got to come one day. That may shift the demographics in there. Uh, Texas has been red and blue equally. You know, it, nothing's entrenched, graven in stone. Alabama's been red, I mean, blue before. It's it's how it is. It, it's too bad we live for so long. There'd be a lot more change if we had like a 30-year lifespan. Like Logan's Run? Yeah. Because, okay, did you ever see Logan's Run, the movie? Yeah. Okay, so, you know, in the movie, it's when you're 30s when you die or you go to carousel. Read the original book because in the book, it's 21 instead of 30. And so you got this society that's totally hedonistic. Like from the moment you're born, it's like no rules, all bets are off. And it's a society, of course, doomed to failure. Can you imagine just running any country where you're all teenagers at best, <laughs> and you're you know, you're 20 years old, you're 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 counting your dying you, days? You know, there's a Sliders episode about that. Yes, yes. Whatever happened to Wade? By the way, didn't she pop up in a? Oh, the actress or like the actual character? The character, because she like got kidnapped by an no, alien. No, she left. I mean, she uh, was left behind, or not left. She but they chose. Found her, she chose to stay. But then they they found her at a later episode or something. She was like prisoner of some. Oh, she's like a spirit. Yeah, something That's like that. Right. Or hologram. She developed some supernatural. <laughs> Whoa! Remember Jerry O'Connell when he was in um, 
my secret identity, that was just before sliders. He is this kid that gets these powers. You know, mad scientist next door douses him with chemicals or something. I mean, his, it's... <laughs> That's a guy, in fact, he's, uh, you know who he's married to now? I did not realize. Rebecca Romaine, who used to be Rebecca Romaine Stamos, married to John Stamos, the, the supermodel. So Jerry O'Connell, who, you know, there's no easy way to put this, was the fat kid in Stand By Me, grew up to be quite the actor, quite the hunk to a lot of women, married a supermodel, and is just this all-around nice guy. Yeah, in fact, he was in a, uh, they, they tried to redo The Munsters, but as a drama called 1313 Mockingbird Lane, and it only lasted for one episode. You know way too much. Oh, it was so good. Random tele- I did, did, were you one of those kids who didn't go outside and just watch television all day? <clears throat> Not television. I was more of a books kid back then. Okay. You remember Japan, I couldn't, until I learned Japanese, I couldn't understand what the hell was going on. Yeah. And uh, uh, in England, we only had three channels at the time, BBC One, BBC Two, and ITV. Really? Yeah. And BBC Two, during the day, was like Open University, which is like boring classes. And then at night, it'd be like darts. Yeah, it was or billiards. I'm telling you, BBC Two sucked. Uh, so, and uh, What's it like now? Oh, they, they, they got Skynet. They got a lot more channels. Skynet? Uh, oh, no, Sky, uh, Sky TV or something like that. Yeah. They got Dave TV, Sky TV. Now, are those for-profit companies, or is that, or that, is that run by— No, they're, they're for-profit. See, BBC was the government— Yeah, I thought, like they, I thought they restricted on what goes over the public airways. So. They did. You'd actually have to buy a license to watch BBC channels. Um, which meant that since all TVs got BBC channels, you'd have to, if you had a TV, you had to buy a license and renew it every year. And the only time you got a discount is if you were blind. They would cut the, the uh, fee in half. Really? Uh-huh. Because they said, well, you can still hear it. What about deaf people? No, because all the channels had, all the programs had the, the person in the corner doing, yeah. the, doing the sign language. Even during billiards? Even during billiards, I'm telling you. And That's so that was BBC One and Two. It's amazing. And ITV stood for independent television. And that was the only one with commercials. Okay. Yeah, but they, they've grown The more now. you learn, I'm more into the Lone Star. Dun, 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 dun. Well, folks, thank you so much. It's time to... No, Dick. It's our last dance, no, guys, one before more the hour. new year. For the new year. Let's dan- dance with me, Dick. Uh, I want to say a special thanks to our guest today, Tommy Taylor. He was in the studio promoting the Giver's Republic. They're having an event January 20th. Wine and is it and fire and wine in the country? Fire and wine in the country. It's a public event for all family, wine and fire. all the families in the, in the area up in Plannersville. Mm-hmm. Find more information at Facebook.com/slash The Givers Republic. And uh, I'll see you next year. We'll see you next year, Dick. You are listening to Morning's Lone Star. We are brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. CleanSweepOfficeCleaning.com. Conroe Coffee. They make the coffee the coffee that Conroe loves to drink. Visit ConroeCoffee.com for more information. We did podcast today's episode on iTunes, Google Play, so make sure to subscribe to those channels and especially YouTube. Outside that, happy new year, everybody. Be safe. We expect some crazy weather. And cray cray weather. We will be back January 2nd. And we got a whole year of fun stuff planned for you. We're gonna be mixing up even more people. So be sure to tune in and spread the word. So, uh, yeah, and I think uh, just to give everyone a heads up, we will have a couple guests next week. So what? that's kind of exciting. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> we have guests. We have listeners. What's yeah. next? Yeah, we have Melanie Bush coming in. Really? Uh, Melanie Bush is coming in on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to have T- Tanya She's Nero. for County Treasurer. Yes, we'll have her in. And then we're going to have Tanya in the studio talking about a uh, 30th, the 30th Dr. King celebration happening January 15th at the Woodlands United Methodist Church. 
So that's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, that's happening next week, but we could change it up. So make sure to follow us on Facebook, MW Lone Star. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio. We are Montgomery County's community radio station, man. We are them. There you go. (laughs) We'll see you later. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Sean. I'll see you later, too. Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcasts, Channel 12's Our City TV and Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.